are Bethel Radio Hour, and this is our COVID-19 edition of Bethel Radio Hour. If you're wondering, we are social distancing. We need to sell t-shirts. I know. That's awesome. COVID-19 edition. We are spread apart, uh, uh, separated from the church, but we really wanted to do this and get it out to you. For those of you that come on a regular basis or have been listening, you know that uh, we have been going through the life of Jesus for quite a while now, and we have been absolutely camped out on the Sermon on the Mount. Um, We went pretty slow through the Lord's Prayer, and by only a way that God could have orchestrated, uh, and I mean that, we are in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, which may be very familiar to a lot of people, but I can't think of a time in my life where it has had more meaning than it does right now. Um, And so we're just continuing on in our study of Jesus, and it just so happens Um, that this is when Jesus teaches on worry. Um, So if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And I'm going to read um, starting here through the rest of the chapter. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself." Each day has enough trouble of its own. So um, this is not a new scripture for me, and I think for most of you, um, we've read this many times and heard this many times. And, um, you know, the first thing I notice and that sticks out is that Jesus says here four different times, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry, and follows it up with do not worry. And I feel like if, if God mentioned it to us once, that's important. Right. But if he mentions it to us four times in a very short piece, it's even more worth listening to. And the question I have is, would God tell you not to do something if it were impossible? If it were impossible to, if he would say, do not worry, he wouldn't give you a command to do something if it couldn't be done. Correct. And he even has a built-in verse uh, to those that would question that that says, with men, these things are impossible, but with God... All things are possible. So it is possible for you and I not to worry. And I know um, a I'm while kind of back we had done a little piece on. Why would you say that? Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm a little worried about how much I worry now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you should <laughs> be. You should be. You should be. Well, we had talked about before, like, is worrying a sin when you, take it, when you take it to the end? Like God has said repeatedly, do not worry. So when you do, I mean, to some extent, you could maybe say, Am I sinning? But truth be told, this is a time that there is plenty to worry about. So well, yeah, yeah, what are your we're, thoughts? We're in the season of worry. Yeah. You know, they declared it last Monday, yeah. you know, not, not, or two Mondays ago. We can uh, make that a holiday? 
You the bet. Season of worry. Se- season of worry. Uh, and, and I'll even up the ante uh, because it happened to me at a pastor's oasis. They had this guest speaker in. Don and I were there. And he said that discouragement was a sin. That it was a yeah. sin to be discouraged. And man, it made me fight mad because <laughs> at that particular moment, I was discouraged. Right. I, I was discouraged with the church situation. I was discouraged. And of course, again, this was 15 years ago. And, and the such, and and I had to really chew on that. Well, discouragement is just another form of worry, right? And worry is just a nice way of saying fearful. Yeah, and fear is absolutely just not trusting God is com- going to provide. That's what I was going to say. I don't trust you, God. Right. I, I don't, and we would never say that with our, you know, mouths. We would just think it repeatedly in our head. Yeah, what about this? Right. What, what, what about do? that? When we're pacing the floor, yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was a, the uh, recent uh, artist, it was a re- Christian song uh, artist, who said that depression is believing that God got it wrong, anxiety is believed, believing that he won't get it right. Mm. It's pretty much mm. everything in, in my world, that pretty much covers everything. So he talks about um, our physical needs. We need food, we need right. clothing, we need shelter. Right. Um, and then so we can worry really about the physical or we can worry about what is spiritual. He's kind of right. laying it out there as, you know, you uh, seek you first, the kingdom. If you're in the kingdom, spiritual is already covered. And therefore, God's got all the physical things covered as well. Um, so he talks about, you know, the birds, they don't, they don't store up anything. They're not, they're not trying. Um, we worry about food a lot. We are like OD'd on food and fashion, food yeah. and fashion. Like, what are we going to wear? What are we going to eat? Um, we, we obsess about it to the nth degree and God's already said, I've got that covered. So let's say worst case scenario, um, you know, the economy tanks and, oh, we can't go buy the, all the food we really like or all the clothes we really like. Are we still going to have what we need? Yeah. God's already promised it. We, America, we could all afford to lose 10, 20, 30 pounds. We're going to be oh, able to, 40, we're gonna be able to go a while without food. My kids talked about this the other night. Well, what, what if we're not going to have food? I said, we don't know what starving is. Oh, no. You know, and like you, you preached from the pulpit two, three, four weeks ago that we have more in some of our cupboards than villages have in Africa. Right. You know, so we don't truly know what hunger is. Yeah, someone sent me a picture. Their mother-in-law is kind of a bit of a prepper, and she had like a video of her storage area that for you know prepping. And I was thinking, that's not far off from what our pantry looks like right now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's we're not just prepared. yeah, <laughs> it's like we talked about um, storage. How there's more storage units in America right. than mm-hmm. there are McDonald's and Starbucks <laughs> combined, and we could all stand in storage units, and there'd be enough for all of us just enough to stand room. there. Mm-hmm. But we do worry about that. Uh, and I think, too, we are in a time where we worry more about what we eat, like the down to the last, you know, calorie and the micronutrient and the macronutrients and all of I mean, we worry so much about it, but God's already said, I've got this covered. I got it. Right down to where he says, who of you, by worrying, can add even a single day to your life? So we could sit here and worry about this virus. We There's a lot of things we could worry about. What if, you know, what if I have a stroke like my grandma did when she was so young. And what if I, you know, my, this happened to my dad or my aunt, you could sit here and worry about your life, how long, but we can't worry and add even one day to our life. If so, if you can't even do that, if you don't even have control over adding one day to your life or not, 
Why bother? Well, and let's just go eat a plate of cheese fries. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, there's a trap on both sides of it, though. That's why they say the path is narrow and few will enter because you can sin by worrying too much, like you said, but you could also go to the flip side and say, well, if I can't an hour to my life, well, hey, let's party it up. Yeah, What's sure. going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. So he, he doesn't want you to go on either side of that spectrum to stay in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And so the, the middle is being prudent. If you see something coming, you, you do what you can to prepare. and uh, But then once you're in it, you, you, you trust God's provision for you. You trust the prudence that he led you to have and the such. And, and let's just say, you know, even for the person that quote unquote maybe didn't prepare, God's still going to take care of you. Maybe not as well as he could have had you followed the prudence and the such. Let, let me, uh, so I... Oh, it went out. I had a timer up so we could keep track or whatever, and I don't know if now it's going to do it. But we anyway, do an extended version at all. Yeah, they got nothing yeah. to do. They're quarantined. Uh, so, so we're we're doing good on time. Um, with that said, and this is going to be a um, five minute pastor episode that's going to be up on the YouTube channel here for too long. But letting the air out of the balloon, and I think we've talked about this in past, uh, you know, BRHs. But what if the worst thing happens? You know, I know every, all five people in this room right now, God forbid, if the worst thing happens to you, I know what you're going to do. You're going to serve the Lord. Well, if that's what's going to be your response to the worst thing, go ahead and let the air out of the balloon now. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, do, it, do it now. Let's just do it. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah. If I lose my job, if, if I'm scrounging out of the, you know, uh, what are those things called? Dumpsters and such. That's where I live. Uh, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. Uh, what, what did Job say? Though you slay me, I will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you uh, do a little study on what's the opposite emotion of fear, I always think courage would be mm -hmm. the opposite emotion. Mm -hmm. The Bible says it's love. Mm. So you, you, a couple of verses here just that for reference. Um, this is 1 John 4, 18. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear that hath torment. He that feareth hath not made, hath not, is not made perfect in love. Sorry, I butchered that. But in the second, second Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and sound mind. When you're you know, in that, uh, the throes of fear and anxiety, the, the key is to focus on your relationship because mm. um, relationship draws us out of a lot. Relationship with the Lord draws us out of a lot of toxic behaviors and thoughts. Fill your mind with things that remind you of him. Fill your mind with things that remind you of his care for us. So um, just refresh yourself on how much he does love for you and how much he has done for you, how much he cares for you. Focus on that love. God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. It's when we're in his presence that love starts to push everything else out. And that love and that power and a sound mind is honestly persuasive in times like these when we're, you know, everybody's got, got their arms in the air. And Well, well yeah. so go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, yeah, you nailed it. I texted Pastor Ben the other day, last Sunday, after the we watched the church on line, which we'll talk about later, um, we got into the Bible, and we were studying fear in 2 Timothy 1.7, and I thought this was curious, because it always says, and the greatest of these is love, and like you said, it's the opposite, but he says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, 
He says that first. And love and self-control. And I just thought that was neat that he put power in front of love, you know? So he's, he's tying those together. But as we'll probably talk, it says love and self-control. You know, there's not food shortages and mask shortages and all that. It's people aren't having self-control and limiting themselves. That's so, so true. Yeah, so if we just obeyed this one commandment, we, we would, would all have, have toilet paper. We would all have toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. So, Amen. and with that comes power. Amen. It really does. Two, two things, and, and you guys are knocking it out of the park because everything you're saying is absolute dead on. But, uh, Brother Gavin, you talking about love and, and, and God loving us and, and through through a hard time. I've seen that because, you know, we're getting to spend a lot of time with, with our loved ones and the such, and that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, one of our family was, was carrying a load, and I was not being attentive to that until I saw the load. And when I saw the load, I, I started paying attention. I started loving them. I started, I, I didn't say, what's your deal? You know, nothing, nothing. I just started meeting needs. God does that with us. Yeah. He, and, and, and you're right in that sometimes it takes us reminding ourselves for us to realize what he's doing. And, you know, I, I'm curious, have you guys, you know, we talked about it in the, in the Sunday morning worship uh, on the YouTube channel, but I'm curious what you guys, if you've had one even this week, and it, it just got real moment, you know, that, that, oh, that would yeah. have led to worry and such. And so if you want to share yours, feel free. So I'm going to share mine real quick. I was standing at Buckeyes. I'd say Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. And I went to see, just, just to see how many chickens were available. Because, you know, I like eggs. Right. And, and if this thing gets really ugly, I'm going to want some eggs. So I go to look at the chickens. I don't know if y'all have been in the Buckeyes, but they have an inventory of two to 500 chickens at any given moment. <laughs> Gone. Big old goose egg. All, like the toilet paper aisle. Yes, like the <laughs> toilet paper aisle. All the lights are out in these little cubbies where the chickens are used. And, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. So then I go to the seed aisle, and there's all sorts of seeds. And, I mean, I'm pulling out seed packets like they're, you know, they're like they're 10 cents a piece. It was all dandelions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dandelion salad. Yeah. And when I was going for about the, I'd say the 12th seed packet, I just worded a prayer. I said, Lord, please help me not to buy out of fear. Yeah. Please help me yeah. not to do that. Because it's not just me that's going to have to pick all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your wife was like, yeah. God, yeah. please answer yeah. this prayer. So, poor, poor Tony, he's just, he yeah. put his rucksack on and he walked no out doubt. the road. I get that prayer out maybe yeah. five seconds and my phone dings. And I look, Craig looked louder. How you holding up? <laughs> yeah. I thought not very well. <laughs> so I called him and I said, dude. You you were God's angel, man, and so we we talked and, and it, it was good. You know, we yeah. talked for twenty minutes in Buckeyes, and, and it, so I'm you know we we're, we're kind of preaching to the choir here, but that's good. That that God's got this. He, there's no panic in heaven, only plans. So our small group just finished a book. Um, I kind of read it, and we went through it as a group, but it was called Breaking the Fear Cycle. It's mm. just a fantastic book. And one of the things the author says, and it's so true if we could just do this, is when she said, when I have a fear come to mind, I immediately think, is this 
a fact or am I creating a um, just a false reality in my mind? Oh, amen. So immediately you're having a thought about, well, what if this happens? Yep. What if this virus, you know, wipes out my children? What if this? What if I lose my job? What if the stock market doesn't rebound? What rebound. if we run out of food? What, and then what you have to remember is, is that true right now? In this moment, is not. that true? And if that's not true, you can pretty well stop the fear right there. Right. Um, and then the other point is, am I imagining a future in my mind? Am I fearing a future where God is not present? Mm. Because usually when you're fearing, you're fearing something that, one, is false, and two, God is not there. The God that is the great provider, the God that is all-knowing and providing, are we imagining a future where that God is not present? And if you are, stop the fear right, right there. Because right. even if that worst-case scenario came true, you still have a God in heaven that loves you and will sustain right. you. You said it in the opening statements with let tomorrow worry about itself. That's right. The Bible tells us numerous times, don't assume. I look at that and what you're just saying is you're assuming something might happen. Right. It's a scenario that we can't predict the future, just live in the moment. And, and isn't, isn't our life of worry... A made-up scenario anyway? Oh, it's, well, that's where Satan does his best work. I mean, to me, I'm like, I already know what has been my stronghold has been fear forever. Hmm. And I have, God has taken me to task on that over these last several months. And I have had such freedom against fear. Uh, and it was not a, it was a battle won with blood, sweat, and tears, I'm here to say. Um, worth the victory to get that stronghold out of my life. Um, because right now I'm not, I mean, can this you is, imagine? Oh, this is, if this was know, going on then me like a year ago now with this happening, I would have been, I mean, hospitalized. You would have bought all the chickens. Not yeah. <laughs> I, I would have, you know, like toilet paper walls in my house right now. I mean, it would have been terrible. Um, but, uh, but now I'm living in an absolute freedom that I just truly want everyone to know. And that is that God is in control and will provide. Yeah. And you can just drop the rest of the baggage there. Yeah. What David say? I've never seen the righteous begging bread. That, that's a pretty serious statement. Um, one last remark I would have is um, from, about fear, really. And just about having your heart right is Philippians 4, verse 4, where God kind of gives you a promise um, the ending promise is, I will guard your heart and your mind. Mm. Um, and it all starts in our mind, right? Like right. our fear, everything we're worrying about, it's, it's in our up, mind. It's a made-up scenario. And he gives you this promise, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Again, if God said it once, it's important. He said it twice, twice. rejoice. Mm. So, you know, step one, he says, rejoice. Step two, let your gentleness be evident by all. That's Gavin. Love. Right. The opposite of fear is mm. to love someone. Amen. Get that. Let that love out of you. Um, and then verse six: Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So, what are you supposed to do instead of being anxious? Pray. Be thankful. And it says in every situation, not mm. just when your stocks are good, right. not just when your pantry's full. Not just when you're getting to go on, you know, everywhere. I, I can't go to the movies. My concert got canceled. I don't get to go to a basketball game. You know, that's fine. God's got it under control. You, you pray and you're thankful even in that situation. And then he says, you do those things. Rejoice, be gentle, um, pray with, and, uh, with thanksgiving. And here's the promise. The peace of God 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's a promise. That's a promise. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I have told a grieving family that verse, that I'm praying for you the peace that passeth understanding. Because there's so much of this life that does not make sense. Our, our finite mind is not going to understand those things. But, but God gives peace that passeth that need well, to understand. The case for Christ, Lee Strobel, he yeah. talks about that over and over and over again. He said, if we didn't have a peace, the peace of Christ, he said, we are born, instantly start dying. It takes 70, yeah. 80 years, hopefully. But he said, if we could wrap our mind around, we are dying at this moment, we're talking, he said, we'd be running around screaming on fire. All the, We're dying right now. But the peace of Christ gives you that comfort that, hey, we just, we're living. At the risk of losing my uh, man card here, I, I bought the book The Shack. Oh boy. Been, <laughs> I'm <the> judging, <laughs> judging. There's a section in this book that is spot on as far as the, the amount of worry. And if you have lived any period of time, you've had something traumatic happen to you. you so you know something traumatic can happen. I think that's the basis of fear. You've had things go horribly wrong. And you know, at that, from that point on, you know that they can go horribly wrong. If you've ever had the worst case scenario happen to you, you know the worst case scenario can happen to you again. Up until that moment, you kind of live in a, in a I don't, don't want to say it's a false sense of uh, happiness and joy because nothing's significantly happened to you. But not understanding that moment, that thing that happened to you completely which we never will, because God, for instance, if you lost a loved one, God knew the whole story behind the loved one that went home. He knows your whole story. You don't know both. You only know one. And this the chapter in the shack talks about that. That person who you lost, their story was complete. And you won't be able to understand what happened and why they went home when they did until you're in God's presence and he's revealing all these secrets. And because we have that traumatic event that we start to question who God is and whether he loves us. And the, again, this chapter, the, the guy that wrote the book did a magnificent job of walking through distrust that develops in a relationship with, in our relationship with God because the things didn't go the way we expected them to. And, you really need to spend some time going through that if you've had one of those events in your life because it feeds the worry that you might be experiencing today. If you've got a situation that... Uh, he let me down once. I know it can happen. I know it can happen. It's going to happen again. So if you don't ever unpack that first event and get back to understanding God's true nature for you, you're going to struggle from, from there. Then on. You're going to continue to carry that load. It's the baggage that we take into our our marriage relationship, we talked about this a while, while back. Unpacking all that baggage, I, I, um, Max Lucado wrote a book, too, about baggage. Getting Traveling baggage. light. And I, for that Sunday school class, I, had, I got every piece of luggage that I had, that we owned, and I carried it into church. And I just would bump into people and just was knocking stuff over. And you can imagine going up the stairs mm -hmm. with all the... I was exhausted by the time I got upstairs. You definitely and, took and, out a kid or two. Yes. Uh, thought about doing it again the next week. but uh, Or an adult his size. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, so if we don't unpack all that, all that junk, you just expect that you're going to get more junk added on to you. Right. You know you're not carrying it well already. So you've got to go through a process of 
rediscovering God's love for you. And, mm. and you're here uh, because He loves you, and He's got more for you. If you're still breathing, He's got more for you to discover about Him. And when you focus on the relationship, man, it doesn't cost a dime to love somebody. It doesn't cost a dime to love God. It doesn't cost a dime to... It hasn't been my experience. <laughs> Wrong well, kind I'm, of love, bro. I'm messing with you. <laughs> Wrong I think, kind of love. Uh, I think what it boils down to in, a, in situations like this, it's kind of like people understand like they're out of control. Like I don't have control of any of this, which has been the case all along. Right. All <laughs> right. You know? along. Right. But in, in it, who is in control of it? God is. So why do you want control over it anyway? I would just mess it up my way anyhow. Amen. So just let God have what he's already told you and promised. I've got this, guys. I'm going to take care of this. And well. isn't it sad that I'm 56 and I'm, I'm like three years into that mindset? I, I can't handle this, God. I've, I, gotta, I talk to him about it, and I, I can't handle this. It's bigger than me. I'm going to give it to you. You're the only so, one. So what can we control? Oh, well, we can run to the grocery store and get 50 packs of... That's, that's the thing is... Uh, Toilet paper. And especially yeah. Americans, we have a fear of not being in control. Right. And Lindsay has, my wife, has cautioned me a few times. She's like, don't say that you're enjoying this. She said that might offend some people. And it just might, but there's a part of me that is enjoying it. Because I, he smacked, God smacked me numerous times. You're not in control, son. And he's taught me those <laughs> lessons. But hopefully this can open up some eyes that possibly people have hardened hearts. And look, there's things much bigger than us. I, I received quite a few text messages. You must be disappointed that we didn't do the Easter walk. Uh, you must be so upset. And I said, this is bigger than me. That's right. How fickle would I be if I was like, oh, the Easter walk. And I'm going to pound my fist. This is God's design. That's I'm right. excited to see what can come out of Amen. this. Amen. Amen. And he can do magnificent things with oh. this situation. All right, we're going to stop there. So usually we do an I'm just saying and uh, kind of break up our segments. But today, uh, in light of all the really awesome COVID jokes that are coming out right now and memes, I thought we would share our best COVID meme or joke. Like one of mine is Chuck Norris got coronavirus and now coronavirus has to be isolated (laughs) (laughs) i love it do you Uh, have one ben so mine is just a meme that was shared today uh with uh, mandy miller and and brad did you see it Uh, she put this little uh, video of a deer just prancing across the beach and the meme was my husband on his way to aggravate me (laughs) <laughs> he's just tripping Hooray. along he can't wait to aggravate her it was awesome i've got have, so many do i have, I know. To I have so many too go for it we'll just go back so, and forth so th- this i love this one it was like day two of the quarantine saw my neighbor tammy out early this morning scraping the my kid is terrific student sticker off of her minivan guess that homeschooling is not going so well this, week. <laughs> <laughs> this Lindsay said it i've said it I don't have the social media stuff. She does. But this is better than the Super Bowl commercials. (laughs) There's been some great stuff. It's like this has been the most enjoyable part of it. A couple I've had. um, I wasn't done. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I said I had a bunch. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll just keep going. Yeah, we'll we'll just take turns. Until we run out. See, this old people just blurt things out because we can't, we're not going to remember it if if we wait 10 more seconds. Sorry, Tom. I didn't mean to be rough on you. I think it. Th- I think my generation. This is another meme. I think my generation is taking this extra serious because we were terrible at the game Oregon Trail. Oh yeah, you'd <laughs> go out from dysentery oh, if you didn't buy enough in Independence, Missouri. 
And you, I've never played the organ oh trail. Oh my gosh. I oh I hope generations my age are listening to this right now because <laughs> organ trail was the ultimate because there was like one computer in the entire yeah. school when I was in school. Yeah. And if you were like the chosen one, you would get to go play organ trail. <laughs> and like you had a family of five. And we, I, you never made it. Everybody got, yeah. you know. <laughs> there was a shirt at Target that had the little wagon and it says, you have dysentery. You have dysentery. <laughs> I remember being like, what is dysentery? Yeah, what? Diarrhea forever. <laughs> <laughs> Until death. Yeah. I, I got God, one more. I'd always get the typhoid fever. I'd be all done. This is the top one for me anyway. Whoever said one person can't change the world never ate an undercooked bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, so this this really is the biggest lesson that needs to come out of all this. <laughs> Cook your bat. Well done, yeah. Dad Gummit. Mm. All right, Tom. Uh, we did. We took a walk. We've been taking lots of walks. So there was a smash bat on the road, and we walked like 30 feet <laughs> around. <laughs> around. Uh, Nobody take room. a breath. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of them, I said to Pastor Ben there, it said uh, it had a picture of God with his arms open and said, I didn't say that I was going to end the world with trumpets. I was going to end the world with Trump slash Pence. And I was like, wow, what if that was lost in translation? So there was one of them. Uh, uh, one of my favorites was a glass top oven, and it said, uh, day three, my own hibachi grill. And they had wontons just on top of their, their glass oven. And then nice. uh, you can't see it in Radio Land, but you can look it up. Uh, my wife died on this one. It showed a lady making uh, bread. But she, she said, like, day five, because I'm gaining weight. She's cooking so much food. But a lady had her belly up on there, and she was rolled out her belly like it was dough, and she had powder on it. So it's like day five oh, of quarantine. So. Everybody's like, we're just going to get fat and sassy. I've got this. Uh, my, two of my favorites was, uh, you know those uh, stash of napkins from fast food restaurants yes. you have in your car? Oh, yeah. It is their time to shine. That's <laughs> right. You better believe it. And then my number one is breaking news. The World Health Organization has announced that dogs cannot contract COVID-19. Dogs previously held in quarantine can now be released. To be clear, who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I did, I did start a rumor at my work before we were sent home that I said, you know how it can be transmitted now if through animals? And they were like, oh, really? And they were freaking out. And I said, yeah, box turtles. Just stay away from them. Don't let a box turtle bite you. It's like, guys, just all right, we're leaving. We're all fine. So actually, our next segment, um, we're just going to talk about, there's so many negatives. What are some of the positives that can come out during this unprecedented time? Like, surely by now, you know, we're a few weeks into this. What are some of the positives for you personally? Family time. I mean, you know, really, oh, when you get sure. right down to it. Uh, and, and just just to, to kind of, because you, you reminded me uh, you know, and I heard this on 101 ESPN, a board game is not finished until a relationship is ruined or it's thrown across. <laughs> or the somebody's line. crying. Yeah, yeah, somebody's crying. But anyway, so, um, I, I, you know, family time. I, because we have, uh, you know, the, the first week, uh, which was two weeks ago, I still kept at office hours. Well, this week I, I have not. And I told Stacy to stay home, such of that nature. <clears throat> Brad is self-quarantining, you know, uh, from his trip and such. So uh, it's just been pretty much my four, you know, and me. And uh, Benjamin will come over on Wednesday night because uh, the job that he does is pretty much social distanced and the such. So uh, it, it's been us, us four or five, and, and it's been good. It's been good. We have our moments. We work through it, but, but it's been good. But so that, that would be my contribution. Family time has been awesome. 
Yeah, that's definitely mine. Um, the pace that we have kept up the last eight years of my life has been unreal. Breakneck. Like, just unbelievable. And I, the you know, when they canceled the first three weeks worth of activities, I just went through my phone, delete, 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 delete. I was loving it. And I still am. I am not sick of this. I don't know if I want to even go back to my pre-COVID life. For real. I mean, Amen. I'm, I I'm working. I come home from work. That's all we do. We cook a meal. We play games. Everybody hangs out. It has been awesome. Today, I had the last two days off with the kids and to go through their assignments with them. We didn't turn the TV on at all. Wow. We've gone and played disc golf. We've taken hikes in the yard. I felt like a real mom, like, oh, I'm cooking three meals for the kids and we're all playing games and every, you know, I was like, this is, this is awesome. I, I get used to this. So, I mean, that's definitely, um, it's been a big reality check of all of those things that we quote had to do. Had to do. Do yeah. we have to do them? This, um, yeah. I, I'm seeing a new light. It's been really nice. I don't think my kids want to go back to the way it was before. Now, see, that's the biggest. That's cool. Because, you know, you, you would hope that every parent would feel that way. But when the kids feel that way, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Gavin? I, in times like this, I always, uh, it, it just inspires me to see the people who step up. And, and the, the truck drivers of America, that, that was one of the big ones, uh, They've just been nonstop. I don't know if you've been on the highway, but they're almost only ones on the highway no certain doubt. times of the day. And and don't you know they're loving it? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're, just, they're probably just going back and forth on <laughs> eastbound <laughs> down. Take that, you little cars. Actually, so I do that. Rubber duck. Go ahead. With, <laughs> at the construction site there at Merrimack at two seventy. I actually saw a guy doing that. So yeah. <laughs> only guy back and on forth. the road, back and forth. They yeah. do it anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, truckers. This sorry. time they, they have the load off, the, all the restrictions off. So them stepping up, the doctors that have stepped up, stepped up. I don't know if you heard that Ford Motor Company has stepped up now. They're making, they've converted one part of one of their plants into respirator production. Awesome. Yeah. So all that's this so stuff cool. that's. Well, well they're that, stepping up because their stock's like $2. Right? No doubt. <laughs> so no doubt. It's a good time to buy stock, just so you yeah. know. Alert, yeah. uh, Motley Fool alert. Uh, what yeah. about the company? Was it the MyPillow? They're, they're doing oh, masks. And, they're doing oh nice. yeah. yeah yeah well Stuff and i like think that. too i mean you know talk about getting old i need to say it before i forget um just the overall awakening that we need to get production back in america right and i don't yeah. want to be political yeah, yeah. And, I, and i won't yeah. be but i think it's you know this is just a blanket yeah. obvious statement that we have allowed too many things to leave america and people have been saying it for years and now everybody is awake to it like oh my gosh you're right we yeah. are way too dependent on production in other countries. We need to get it back here. People want to mm. work. There's no reason to not get those business. And now it's like the perfect opportunity to be like, well, let's get some legislation in place to get these businesses up and running yeah. and change some of these tax With things. the stroke of a pen, they took something that would take 12 months and made it 12 days. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, and I think <laughs> a lot of people's <laughs> eyes are getting yeah. opened up, yeah, to that fact. Well, and, and, and let, me, let me just say this, that because I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> but in my humble opinion, the the thing that left first was America agreeing that a fair day's work deserves a fair day's wage. Mm -hmm. And in America, we've experienced both extremes mm -hmm. of that. You know, we, we've got companies wanting their workers to do something for nothing. 
and then we've got some All workers wanting everything for a little, you know, in my mm-hmm. humble opinion. So, so you've got to bring sanity to uh, a, a entry-level job and things of that yeah. nature uh, in my home. Because, you know, we are, and of course, you know, here, here we go, you know, and like you said. I said we weren't going to get we too political. We weren't going to get go. too political, so I'm going to stop. Mute go his ahead. mic. <laughs> go ahead, Gavin. No, no, it's just, so the people have stepped up. The time that I've had, uh, one of the, the things that Brother Ben requires of the deacons is to contact people and, and the people that you're um, responsible for to call them. And I had a conversation with Dorothy Clark that I was way overdue. Just had a wonderful discussion with her and uh, visit with her for, you know, you can't be on the phone for less than 15 minutes with Dorothy. So uh, it was just wonderful, though, to um, catch up with, with uh, her and, and other, other of the people that I, I look after. So, so th- that's all a plus of, of a fruit that I've reaped from this time. Right. But one of mine is on the spiritual spectrum that uh, I sent out a, a post. Um, I don't post because I don't have Facebook. And when I'm typing something on my wife's Facebook, she's like, what are you doing? She's got to proofread it 30 <laughs> times. Don't say nothing. That's why I don't have it. But it was like the second or third day. And I said, uh, what excites me is like you said, we are so inflated with stuff that consumes us. And I said, we've lost our sports. We've lost our concerts. We lost our theme parks. We're losing our health. We're losing our comfort in tomorrow. What's left? You know, and, and what's left is God will still be there. And that's what excites me is maybe, like you said, it's an awakening to some people. Even, you know, to a... I use the term loose, a maturing Christian. You're never mature, but you're maturing. You're trying to grow. And so the first Sunday, I texted Pastor Ben. He was at me when he said that. I don't know what Well, because you yelled at me. (laughs) No, but no, was when I said in the first time in American history, through technology and all of this, I know he's coughing. We're going to roll the tape. This is the moment we all. This is the day we all got COVID. So. Is it a wet cough? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, so anyways, uh, I said the first time since this founding of this nation, I said the pastor was in my kitchen with me and my family. And we had to go out of our way. Now, yeah, coming to church is going out of your way. No, doing it in the comfort of your home is going out of your own way. Because mm-hmm. there's nobody watching you but God and the parents. And, and we did that. And I was like, wow. And then we read about fear. And we had the best moments in my home of my, adult, of my life with my children that Sunday. And I'm like, if nothing else comes out of this, that alone has been enough. Yeah. And just like you said, the things we don't need. I am so happy that the junk on TV isn't consuming me. There's nothing to watch. You know, there's nothing, nothing to do but my family and worship. Amen. I love great. it. All right. So um, we're going to take a break between segments again. Um, so I posed a question. Uh, my husband and I were talking about, like, what if this does get to, you know, the preppers were right after. You know what I've always said about preppers? You know, why do you want to outlive the rest of us by 30 days? I mean, come on, guys. I mean, are, you, are you sure you want to survive this? You know, but we were talking about what if it got to, you know, some kind of post-apocalyptic thing where, you know, it's just fun. We were just talking about it because weird and uh, so let's say you had to lose all your modern conveniences, like you're back in time 
thousand years ago. Washing your own clothes. What would be the one modern convenience that you would miss the most? Well, so mine, and this is going to sound silly, but mine would be the internet because we don't have those things trained anymore. We, we Very few of us know how to start a fire without turning a oh knob. Oh my gosh, I started a fire the other day. I was like, this is so hard. If I didn't have this lighter, I can barely light it with a <laughs> lighter. If I didn't have this lighter, right. Yeah. And so, so I go to the internet for everything. I go to the internet for how to raise my peppers. I go to the internet for how to raise chickens and this, that, and the other. And so if we were plunged. Oh yeah. It, I've always said there's nothing that YouTube and my husband can't fix. There you go. Mine is uh, a very serious modern convenience. Indoor plumbing. I really like to wash my hands. This is why I don't camp. I like an indoor bathroom. I can't. I don't camp. The kids know it. I, you know, call me a Sally. I'm okay with it. Sorry, anybody out there named Sally. I've really <laughs> tried to quit using that. You just offended three people. Named I know. Sally. I know. Uh, but I want to wash my audience. hands. Yeah. I want, uh, you know, I want to wash my hands, and I would like an indoor toilet. That's it. That would be my those. That's what I would miss the most. So along those lines, uh, this was several years ago, but there was an elderly gent that r remembered, and and he still had. A, what do you call it, an outhouse. And so they built, the, all the kids built him a new house, and he said, don't, don't put, don't put a, a bathroom in that house. And they're like, Dad, why not? And he's like, I don't want to do that in my house. Huh. And, that, and that was his point. Wow. Of course, for us, it's all, we don't want to do that outside. <laughs> you know? That's funny. That's barbaric. <laughs> all right, go ahead. One of mine would be, like you said, the for real moment. This just got real. So it was like the second day, and 900 of Crawford's people, I have Crawford Electric, we lost our power. And like for a Ooh. moment, I'm You're standing like, there. You're like, this is the apocalypse. Well, I knew yeah. it. They've so we're taken out the grid. We're standing there, and I'm like, we just lost power. I look outside. Everybody's as far as I can see. I could see St. Clair still had power, but I'm like, wow. You know, what if it was just like that? So that's when you think, man, should have I had a generator? Should have I had more gas? But electricity, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I still think we're too hooked on. Oh, there's no doubt. This, you know, I, and I think... I think that You're would holding be holding up a phone just for those. That I'm holding up a phone. <laughs> social media. Yeah. Out of the two or three things that we get good out of it, you can't tell me there isn't 700 bad things. Any of our family's worry or anxiety or that has come from this phone. Oh, the social media. And I don't want to uh, preach, you know, oh boy, but that's my big and I'm not a, a Facebook gal. I have a Facebook account. I very, very rarely look at it because I found that it made me not like people that I liked in real life. Mm -hmm. And it made me want to be like ultra competitive. Like I have to keep up with the Joneses. And then I found myself thinking things like I need to post something so people can see it. And then I'm like, nope. As soon as that thought hit my head, I, yeah. I was like, you know what? It's not, I got to separate. And then too, you start seeing all these worst case scenario, That's fake it. news. You don't even know what's real and what's not. It, and it's just fear. It, it feeds yeah. on so much fear. And I'm like, I just... I had to part ways with social media. So anybody that you know, I'm friends with on Facebook, I, I'm friends with you in real life. Okay, I just yeah, don't right. check my Facebook. Again. Well, and I, I think if you truly wanted to see this country like just crying, the, let the grid get destroyed, let Facebook blow up. Right. And I think you know, and it might be going that way. It might not, but I, I think that's a, a curse on this nation. I really do. So Ben could 
or um, Tom, you could do without electricity and Facebook. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Couldn't do without don't, electricity, don't no but you could do without life. Facebook. I could do without Facebook, yeah. Gavin, what's your modern convenience you could not do without? Hot water. Oh. No doubt. Remember that phase where I only did cold showers, cold showers for a long time? And no caffeine. That was about no the same caffeine. time. And no caffeine, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what time. kind of insanity was that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know it, Congress right? said we're not going to have caffeine here? Yeah. That, there's the crisis right there. No caffeine. No. See, you she know was saying there was a time in her life that she did only cold showers and no caffeine. Yeah, I know. Well, the cold showers was to get me awake because I wasn't drinking You weren't doing caffeine. the caffeine. I, it will wake you up. That is true. So what if they said that hot showers and caffeine can spread the virus? Would we just give up? <laughs> see, see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> see, be nice yeah. knowing you. It's been a good life. You're just going to eat I'm a COVID-19 pill. So that was actually my other question is um, one item. So toilet paper is on, you know, hot demand. You can't go to the store and hardly ever find toilet I've, paper. Yeah. What would be the one thing in the store that if, you know, I can do with, you know, toilet paper, whatever. I mean, come on. There's some, but for me, my one item, if there is a shortage, and this should not be a surprise, you should probably just be able to guess it. Coffee Co and chocolate. Co coffee, yeah. In that and order. Chocolate in that in order. That order <clears throat> for sure. What would be yours, Well, Tom? if you're going to have chocolate, you got to have coffee I mean, to go with it. one good thing leads to another. One thing you got to have... You couldn't, you know, toilet paper, it's like, eh, but what's the thing? If you went to the store and it was never there, yeah, I, what would I, it be? I enjoy coffee. Yeah. I you know what made me it. mad? Everybody's buying the dry beans. Dry. Yeah. There's, there are no dry that, beans in the in That's the a pepper picking. thing, yeah. yeah. And so I had to go to the Hooks's to get four cups of dry beans. Oh, we have some beans if you want to swing by. Like I said, we're we're stocked. <laughs> I got a ham bone. You gotta you gotta have dry beans. Of course, we live in the woods, so I was like, you know, I don't think Missouri Conservation would care if we had to shoot a deer to survive. Yeah, I think we're all. <laughs> you know, I, I do love the people. I'll just shoot a deer. You know, if we really lost all our grocery stores, every animal would be dead in ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. There's friend. not gonna be squirrels and birds. And who and wants to survive that? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Preppers out there. I love well, you, but I'm gonna tell my kids it's called a woodpecker. Eat up, you know. <laughs> it's like, sorry, it's a blue jay. Kids. I knew, uh, I knew I had that cat yeah. up for something. So I got to give a shout out though to to Bradley. Uh, he was at Sam's. This was probably two weeks ago, maybe three, and uh, he texted Stacy and I and said, "They've got toilet paper. You want some?" And Stacy was like, "You bet." And I said, "Sure." And so that's the only thing that's gotten us through because we we. We got the memo too late that there was a run on the right. toilet paper. Brad Bannerman. Know? Yeah, Brad no, Bannerman. So, no but intended. but so hopefully he wasn't driving a Bethel van because then you see somebody walking out with ten cases of. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> it's he that just Baptist got three. church. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was driving a Bethel van. But that's funny. But, so yeah, uh, so for yeah. anybody who saw it, he was buying for other that's, people. That's right. Uh, Gavin, what would be your one hot ticket item that if it was? Gone from the shelves. What would what Price, would it be? A little coffee, by, by all yeah. means. I, so I can just drink coffee and eat chocolate. Literally. Living thirty days longer, I would be in a coma for six months. So I'd outlive the pepper, the preppers. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah. Yep. It would take me about six months to come around. <laughs> if you didn't have coffee. No coffee. Yeah. No coffee. Yeah. Well, for me, it'd be Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. As long as I've got Diet Mountain Dew, I'm alive. Well, I lost my cold brew coffee connection because he had is to that quit. Not depressing oh, when man, he sits I was like, now really I drink hard. regular coffee, and I'm like, it's oh, just my not the gosh, same. regular coffee is gross compared to that cold brew. Uh, so that's what I'll look forward to in like two months from now. There you so. go. Something to, <laughs> something to keep my mind occupied. 
and positive. So for our third and final segment, um, Ben was going to talk about Bethel's specific plan on how to deal with all the recommendations and the church and you know what the CDC recommends and what we need to do as a church group to um, follow through with the COVID guidelines. You bet. So uh, essentially, the church as a whole has already gotten that through a letter or the sermon Sunday and the such. But you know, my first it just got real moment was two Mondays ago when the Trump, uh, the Trump, the Trump Pence came and did their uh, uh, you know briefing and said for the next fifteen days we're asking you guys to not you know congregate. So I, I took that serious. I mean, the scripture is very clear. We are to obey the leaders of the land. Um, and, and I will say this, that, you know, there are some churches that are taking, uh, what would the word be, uh, they're, they're, they're taking that to task because, you know, are we to obey God rather than man right. type thing from Acts. But in my humble opinion, uh, it's not time for that verse yet. Right. If we get to a point where they claim martial law and now all of a sudden, you know, religion, quote unquote, is unlawful. And sh sure, that's when we go to the Acts passage and say, "Hey, is, you you choose for yourself." Peter said, "Is it better to obey man rather than God?" That to me, th this that couldn't be further from what's going on right now. This our government is trying to protect us from something that they feel could be deadly and life changing, and so they've asked us for a very short period of time in the grand scheme of things. To, to, to not congregate. And then our Franklin County followed that up with, uh, it's unlawful now until further notice to meet in groups larger than 10. I know a gentleman in Jefferson County that got pulled over this morning because they're kind of like in more lockdown than we are. He was trying to go to work and he got pulled over. Where are you going? Are you serious? Serious. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that hasn't happened here to my knowledge. And so with all that said, uh, we, we just... We're going to, you know, this Sunday we are, quote, unquote, closed again. And uh, so we, we've taken two weeks off, basically, the, the remaining days of March. And then we will uh, reevaluate next week, the deacons and I. And so what I did was uh, I drafted my text uh, and, and I sent it out to the deacons and all the leaders of the church first and got, got opinions and got, you know, you know, additions and subtractions. And so the finished product did not go out until everybody essentially was agreed and uh we you know we postponed uh, bethel easter walk uh we postponed uh, the men's renewal retreat i mean we like you said delete 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 so uh, in my humble opinion we will probably go along the schedule with the school but with that said we just found out today that the school's going to be dismissed until april the 27th i, I have no clue if we're going to follow it to that degree as much as we're going to reevaluate next week. Uh, so here we sit on March the 27th, is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is Friday, and so we will reevaluate starting Monday. Uh, but uh, our approach is, and, and to me this is the most important thing, uh, Mandy Miller and her kids uh, and Abigail Hatfield and Tony Kingston and Stacy, uh, that on that Tuesday or Wednesday, they did the yeoman's work and they called folks and they stuffed letters and all that. But we made a list of our, of our most vulnerable people. And if you're listening to this and you need a run to the grocery store, you need a run to mm -hmm. the pharmacy, we've got people ready to do that. And so what they'll do is they'll come. Uh, it, well, hopefully you can just text us the list and we will go purchase it. 
bring it to you. If you're able to write us a check, write us a check. If not, settle up with Denise later type thing. Uh, but, we'll, we'll, you know, one person said, well, can I ride with them? No, no, we're, we're social distancing. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we want to keep our, our, our errand runners That's safe. That's a really great service. Yeah, I mean, yeah. truly. And, and several people have availed themselves yeah. to it. That's well, great. That was a meme that I saw. Let's show people that the house of God is not four walls. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the church of God is right. people. That's what the church of God is. Amen. So, so I, I've been very thrilled with all. I, I can't tell you how long the list of people is, is that will run errands. It's in the teens. Uh, several, several people. And I get people all the time. Hey, if, if somebody needs something, let me know. Uh, and so it, it's, it's been good to see the, the church of God, if you will, mobilize and the such. It's yeah. been really encouraging just to get texts from people from church. Hey, how are you doing? And yeah. I need to be better about sending them out myself. But just that, how, how, how are you guys doing and what's going on? And, um, you know, for me, honestly, you know, when I went into nursing, it was because I wanted to help people. Uh, it wasn't to put myself on the front lines of a pandemic virus that was, you know, potentially lethal. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't that sign up for in that. In particular. But it's been really nice to hear. I've gotten multiple texts from people in this church just saying, you know, thank, thank you, you for... Um, your work and thing, and that's been really encouraging because I'm not going to lie, this has been a very stressful time for healthcare workers and for, you know the first responders that have to go into people's homes. And um, while they have good plans and protocols in place, and they're following them, and um, this is, I won't say what hospital I work for, but if you live in Franklin County, you probably have a good idea since we only have one. Um, but our county's hospital has a really good plan in place. Um, it's a good plan and of what they've told us about and I'm sure there's several layers of it um, But we're ready. We're ready and our first responders are ready and we hope that we don't even have to use that um, Which is why we're doing all of this quarantining as tough as it is. It has a, a goal <laughs> an end in sight um, But it's been it's been really interesting just to see how um, I have seen love come out of people Amen. and I have seen um, just giving and caring and um, like you said people picking up the slack and um, just going out of their way i need to do more of it for others well, is what i'm feeling up, guilty about the, in arkansas the, the fire department put up a, a stand where truckers could pull off get something to eat use the restroom they had johnny yeah. on the spot pulled it just so you, at one exit they had, they put up a sign truckers if you need a hot meal stop so that, that kind of thing stepping up all around, I think, is, is reinforcing, reinforcing the social connection that we, that we desperately need. Honestly, I think that's part of the, the cause of the anxiety epidemic in our country is we've lost our social connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, and, and not just church people. So I was going through my Rolodex of people and, you know, texting people I haven't talked in a while. How are you doing? Do you need anything? And I sent a text out to a gentleman and he come back and he said, who is this? And I went back and I looked. I was like, oh, I texted the wrong guy. <laughs> but I, I said, this is Thomas. He's like, oh, the guy I got the chickens from. I said, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, see, now I'm coughing. He's uh -oh. like, do you have more <clears throat> chickens <throat> because Buckeyes is out? Yeah, Here, I gave away. Yeah. So, yeah, aside, I gave away like 13 chickens. I'm really regretting that now. <laughs> but anyways, I said, well, I'm just doing my best to try to reach out. And I said, uh, and so, yeah, how are you doing? He said, man, I really appreciate that. You're the only person. And I did it by mistake. <laughs> but I realized, just like you were saying, we should do that more Amen. often. Amen. He was in my phone, and just because I don't go with him to church or see him ever, 
I should maybe check in on him once in a while, but so, that meant something. See if he yeah. wants to give the chickens back. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's like... How about I've, some eggs, buddy? Yep. <laughs> I've said this multiple times, and maybe this is the, you know, book number three. I've, I've got, like, two books I've been saying for years. If I wrote a book, it would be this topic. And my third book now would be on how distraction is Satan's greatest tool against Christians because we're not doing things that are, quote, bad. Right. We're just not doing anything at all for the kingdom because we're yeah. so busy, and I've got to get to the kids at this practice, and now we have to you know, be at church for this and church for that, and then the school needs this, and these aren't bad things, no. but they keep us so distracted, and, you know, Martha syndrome, maybe, you know, spoiler alert, maybe that'll be the name of the book, but it's So just, you've offended Sally and Martha now. Yeah, well, you know, Martha, she kind of set herself up for that. <laughs> I hate I'm just Martha. saying, you know, you get so busy that you don't do the things that we need to do. Uh, they just get they're just number 11 on the top 10 list every day, every day. And then yeah. those days turned into weeks to months to years, and then you've just really reached no one. Well, it makes me think of the Easter walk and Mr. Steve Reed. Well, who is my good neighbor? Well, of yeah. course, it was the man who showed compassion. Mm -hmm. You know, this country, maybe for the first time in three, 400 years, is having to reach out to their neighbor again. And we might need them. They might need us. You know? Yeah, and so, you know, all these people, they keep saying, well, you know, I, this is a smoke screen, and I know all, and I keep hearing it, and I half believe it myself too. But you know, they've they've got this whole thing with the virus, and what's the other thing going on that they don't want us to know about? Well, maybe it was God's plan yeah. that we have an awakening all along. That's My husband it. keeps saying that, like, what if this is just God wanting to wake us up? Oh, I guarantee yeah. you, that's yeah. that. If that's not the issue, it is absolutely part of the issue, because you know we all know because because we go through it pretty regular here at the church if you will, the sins of America. You know, the, the sins of America are gross. You know, murdering our ch unborn children. Uh, oh. just, just go right down the line. The sins of America are gross. At the very least, God is trying to wake us up. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you, and you think, I mean, this is unprecedented, what we're doing and what we're experiencing. What I've been telling people is, is that you think about it, I mean, 1918 was the last pandemic. Oh, yeah. There's very few people that can say, oh, yeah, I remember that. that, was, that was pretty and it's not even bad yet. There right. was 30 people in McDonald's drive-thru. We're still getting our Big Macs, and we're still getting our... <laughs> we're still working know. on our heart disease. It's fine. And, and we, yeah. we had done the whole, I mean, severe isolation thing from Monday through yesterday. We, we had to go get our Big Mac fixed, too, yesterday. Yeah, Spent so. $36 <laughs> oh. at the... <laughs> I, did I not text you? I said, I would love to write the first sentence in the book, The Great Awakening of Amen. 2020. You know, maybe God wants the Easter walk in June. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I, I texted you like the second day. I said, he is challenging our traditions. He's yeah. challenging our strongholds. If you believe he's in control, he's challenging us yeah. to trust him. Amen. And I'm still excited. Let's see it. You know? yeah. Amen. It, it, and there's a shameless plug. If you want to understand the signif significance of the principles of the how our country were made, there, there's a book out now I hear called The Core Principle, and it talks about all this. We, how we should function as a country, God's wiping away all the cloud for us to have a look at who we are right. as a nation. So. Can, can you get that on Amazon? You can get it on Amazon now, yes. Can it's the author be trusted? Kind of <laughs> no. Yeah. He, I hear he's got like five pallets of toilet paper in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so, man. And it is time getting close. But speaking of, and because right now we're, we're talking about taking care of our neighbors. We're talking about reaching out, you know, that, that this has been a wake-up call that it really does matter about, quote-unquote, the other person. H how's your neighbor? Literally, 
we have a neighbor, and I'm pointing uh, south, southeast over here to the church. Uh, they are members of this church, uh, as far as I know, and uh, her name is Sandy Ballou. She found out yesterday because she has been literally on death's bed with cancer for several months now, and they've been trying one trial thing after another, and this last one she was told, this is it. There's nothing left. So she went yesterday, and her tumors have shrank 50%. Oh, my goodness. Oh, praise God. 50%. Yeah. She's trying to make it to her son's wedding in May. And, 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 you know, honestly, if her tumors keep shrinking, she, she may be around here for See that first year. grandbaby. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. So let, 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 and, and they, they celebrated yesterday on Facebook, and I celebrated with her sister-in-law via text and such. So, you know, let's just send out some really powerful prayers yeah. to the throne that this be, you know, let, let's hear 75% next time, you know, yeah. and eventually 100%. I mean, God can do anything, yeah. you know, and, and it, I, I believe she's prepared by her own mouth, I believe she's prepared. But she would like to obviously stay here as long as the Lord will allow. So I wanted to share that. That was just... That That's was just, good oh, news then, Doc. Good news. news. All right. Well, this is our first uh, COVID-19 edition of we'll do Bethel more Radio Hour. Yeah, yeah, if you guys like it. As long um, as my dry cough doesn't persist. Uh, correct, yeah. As good, long uh, as good, <laughs> good thing I'm... <laughs> it'll, it'll we start. are social distancing. Good thing I'm broadcasting from my underground bunker <laughs> in an undisclosed We're location. We're going to baptize in Lysol, right? That, that cough that. will stop one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's what all bleeding stops. He'll stop eventually. coughing when the bubbles stop. So just keep them down. All right, guys, you have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Amen. All right.